Hey there, it's Coach Steph. Let's start with our meditation and get right into our lesson for the day. Transformation started in my mind. Grab your tea and your coffee and let's get started. All right, let's jump right into this week's lesson and law. I am so excited because this is one of my favorite universal laws. Let's jump right in. We are talking about the law of cause and effect. So we'll start with the definition and we'll get right into the lesson. So the universal law of cause and effect states that for every effect, there is a cause, spirit which is your higher self. Your beliefs create your thoughts, which create your feelings and emotion, which cause the circumstances of your life. This is the triune nature of the creative process, the unfoldment of thought through law into form. This law responds in direct proportion to your beliefs. Your experience of life changes to the degree you change your core beliefs and thinking. Let's examine this from a metaphysics perspective using my mentor, Dr. Aaron's book called The Awakening. The metamorphosis of a caterpillar to the butterfly is the most classical analogy of transformation. First, the larva egg hatches and out crawls the eager, oscillating furry caterpillar, considerably bigger than the larva egg. Excited to crawl its way by land or plant to those luscious leaves where it can munch on and eat to its heart's content. Once the caterpillar has packed itself full of food, it locates the perfect leaf. But instead of crawling across it, it creates a new reality and hangs itself upside down. It begins to create a cocoon or chrysalis, encasing itself in a fine thread where its next metamorphosis takes place. 10 to 14 days later, the caterpillar reabsorbs its skin and fur and slowly develops into a beautiful butterfly. When it is ready, the butterfly swallows air to expand its body and breaks open the chrysalis and wraps its legs around the leaf. With its wings still moist from the protective environment of the chrysalis, the butterfly needs to wait until they are completely dry. Then when it is ready, it spreads its glorious wings, leaves the unknown dimension of the plant and takes flight into a brand new reality, flying and experiencing life in the world in a completely unique way. It's a beautiful cycle that ends where it began with the adult butterfly laying eggs ready for new life to spring forth. The most profound aspect of the butterfly's transformation is that it is born as a caterpillar with what is called imaginal cells and discs, which hold the dormant information for the butterfly's destiny. You too hold within you the consciousness of your destiny, your awakening. It is up to you to decide to wake up. 
Now, let's examine this law from a new thought spiritual perspective. Spirituality is the reality that everything comes from spirit, which is your higher self. It is the idea of being the cause rather than the effect of life. It is the paradigm shift from defining yourself through observation of the material world to recognizing the absolute truth of your spiritual nature. It is a victory within the understanding that all is created from spirit. The universal energy is flowing through you as you, connecting you to the entire universe. Though at times it may feel as if you are swimming against the current of the societal structures we have built and learned, it is your spiritual evolution to seek the truth and be set free. How can we be set free, coach? The moment you change your perception of the self, you set polarity into motion, attracting and repelling circumstances, people, and experiences instantaneously. Change occurs instantly when your perception of yourself changes. There is and has only ever been one barrier holding you back from all your dreams and desires, and that is your limited consciousness or low-level thinking. Now is the time to make bold choices and declare your own personal revolution. In short, everything that has been affected in your life up till now, you were the cause of it. More specifically, your thoughts were the cause of these effects. Not anyone or anything outside of you, not the government, not your environment, not anything. Simply put, here's an example. If you have a job that you feel like does not really resemble the truest version of who you are, you don't really like going in, you don't really find any fulfillment from it, it is your limiting beliefs and thoughts that have impressed upon universal law and created this circumstance into form. It is the oldest axiom, what you think about, you bring about. And so instead of thinking from desperation of just getting a job to pay bills, what this universal law forces us to look at is that whatever decision we make, the effect of that decision shows up in our lives. And so if the core of the decision that you make is in lack, then the evidence will be lack division. If the core of the decision is spirit for the highest good of all, using your natural ability, your natural talents, then the form will be for the highest good of all. And you will have a joy that is unspeakable. Let's examine the universal law from a biblical perspective. We've gone through metaphysics. We've gone through new thought. Now let's find this universal law in the Bible. So let's start with the Old Testament. We're going to go to Genesis 3, so a couple of chapters into Genesis, verses 9 through 19. It's a bit lengthy, but I need to read it all. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? And the man said, the woman whom you gave me to be with, she gave me fruit from the tree and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, well, the serpent beguiled me and I ate it. 
To beguile means cheated, outwitted, and deceived. And the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed above all domestic animals and above every wild living thing of the field. Upon your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise and tread your head underfoot and you will lie in wait and bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your grief and your suffering in pregnancy and the pangs of childbearing. With spasms of distress, you will bring forth children. Yet your desire and craving will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened and given heed to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of, the ground is under a curse because of you. In sorrow and toil shall you eat of the fruits of it all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread until you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Mm. Here we see cause and effect very, very clearly. And because this is a short podcast, I promise I will not do a dissertation, but I could literally do a thesis on every verse. But I only have like three or four points. So the first one is, this is after the choice that they both made to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve ate from it first, then gave some to Adam, and he also ate it. Here's what's interesting. When God comes looking for them in the garden, they hid because instantly they came into the knowledge that they were naked. Prior to eating the fruit, they didn't have a shameful meaning attached to being naked. But as soon as they ate of the tree, the effect of the decision was immediately revealed and it manifested as shame for being naked, a state that they had been in since creation. If I were teaching in class, I would ask my students to explain how being naked went from a normal circumstance to a shameful one. The answer is the law of cause and effect. Notice all of the effects that God laid out that came with the action of eating from a tree that was forbidden. Also notice the name of the tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This clearly implies that good and evil, which is simply polarity or both sides of the coin, already existed. However, by using choice, to decide on eating the fruit, that decision set this law into motion and the effects of that decision had to take form. I've said it multiple times, universal laws work whether we believe them or not. But in this particular law, the extent to which we believe and understand it is the extent to which we will experience them. Now let's move to the New Testament. We're going to hop all the way over to Acts 5, verses 1 through 10. Acts 5, verses 1 through 10. But a certain man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge and convenience, he kept back and wrongfully appropriated some of the proceeds, bringing only a part and putting it at the feet of the apostles. But Peter said, 
Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart that you should lie to and attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit? And should, in violation of your promise, withdraw secretly and appropriate to your own use part of the price for the sale of the land. As long as it remained unsold, was it not still your own? And even after it was sold, was not the money at your disposal and under your control? Why then is it that you have proposed and purposed in your heart to do this thing? In other words, how could you have the heart to do such a deed? You have not simply lied to men by playing false and showing yourself utterly deceitful, but to God. Upon hearing these words, Ananias fell down and died. And great dread and terror took possession of all who heard it. And the young man arose and wrapped up the body and carried it out and buried it. Now, after an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not having learned of what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me, did you sell the land for so much? Yes, she said, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how could you have agreed and conspired together with your husband to try to deceive the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. And instantly she fell down at his feet and died. And the young men entering found her dead and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Here we see again the law of cause and effect very clearly and an example much like what people experience in today's society quite frequently. We have a couple that decided in concert to lie about their property. In separate instances, they both chose to uphold the lie and the effect of that choice was sudden death. I want to share something with you that might shock you. The reason that you make a decision does not matter. Only the actual decision that you make. There is much work to be done around thinking patterns, trauma healing, and other truth-based work so that your decisions reflect your true nature. However, the evaluation does not matter. The decision does. Had Eve made a different decision in the previous example, the effect would have been different. Had this couple made a different decision, their effect would have been different. So rings true for you and I. When we make spirit-led decisions based on the truth of who we are and love for the highest good of all, then the effect of those decisions will take form in our physical, tangible lives. When we make fear-based decisions from limited beliefs and false identities, then the effect of those decisions will also take form. Let's look at our last scripture for this lesson and episode. Let's hop on over to Romans 6 and 23. It's just one verse. And it says, for the wages of sin, pay, for the wages which sin pays is death. But the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me break this scripture down for you a bit. The wages which sin pays is death. Death is the effect of the cause of the choice of sin. Sin is anything that is divided. Wages implies a ransom, loss of some sort, some kind of barter, and it's specific to each person. So when we make choices from division or our lower consciousness, then the effect of that is divided, it's death, it's lack, it's fear, it's shame. It's all of those things. But the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Eternal life, meaning divinity, heaven on earth is the effect of the choice of the free gift of God. 
The gift of God is the one mind. Your higher self, your spirit, your divinity through Jesus Christ, which is Christ's consciousness. That is causing your decision. That is caused from expanded consciousness. Free implies that there's no division because anyone who desires it can have it. So when we make decisions from a higher consciousness, both God consciousness and Christ consciousness, then the effect of that is for the highest good of all. That is what takes form in our life. In closing, the truth is that for every cause, there's always an effect. The measure of the effect is determined by the choice attached to the cause. Some causes we can control, others we cannot. However, the universal law works regardless of this. What I mean by that is we are living the effect of our individual, our cultural, our environmental, our ancestral and cosmic causes all at the same time and yet individually as well through our own unique expression. Once you accept this law as truth, you can then begin to take your power back and take responsibility for the outcomes you are creating. I want to share with you a little bit about this movie and then we're done. I was watching this movie called God is Calling earlier today, preparing for this episode. And in the movie, the mother, they have one child. So the mother and the father have one child. The father works and the mother stays at home. Well, the mother wanted multiple children, but because of cosmic consciousness, she couldn't control it. Her body wouldn't hold a baby. And so she fell into a depression. She didn't have the power of a strong enough consciousness to make a set of decisions inside of the cosmic consciousness that would still yield her a heaven on earth and cherish and adore the child that she did have. She focused on not being able to have more. So she fell into um, a drug habit. She started using Coke. And on the day that the daughter had an accident, the daughter had an accident. That day she woke up and did a line of Coke and she put the daughter to bed. And so she goes outside and she talks on the phone with her friend. She leaves a four-year-old curious daughter in the house. The baby gets up out of the bed. She goes downstairs. She gets seven packs of noodles, one for everyone in her family. She puts the water in the pot and she turns on every pilot in on the stove. She turns on every pilot. She puts the water and the noodles in a pot. When she goes to light the match, I don't have to tell you what happens. Because the universal law, the natural law, the scientific law that says that when fire hits oxygen or when gas is in the air and it comes into contact with fire, the effect of that is an explosion. Now, do you understand? Evaluation does not matter. She made a choice to snort a line of coke and then go outside and leave her child unattended. And the child made a set of decisions that ultimately caused her death. And so the mother blames God and says, God took the child. And I'm sitting there and in my higher consciousness, I'm saying, that's not true. That's how you feel because you've attached a negative meaning to God based on a set of decisions that you made. Because here's the truth. Had you decided to not snort Coke and not take a call that would leave your child in the house, had you decided to put 
the needs of your child first. Had you made a different decision to cherish the child that you did have instead of being upset about the children that you didn't have, then that would have the effect of those choices would have been what happened. But the effect of your choice to snort coke, your choice to talk on the phone and leave your child unattended resulted in the effects of those decisions. It's a harsh lesson to learn and in that way. So it is my goal and it is my hope and my prayer that by teaching you all these universal laws that you don't make those kinds of decisions that would lead to those kinds of effects. Because again, the truth is we are the cause of every effect in our life. Even those cosmic, we just have our own individual consciousness where we can make decisions inside of what's going on around us. So I hope this has been enlightening and informational for you. If so, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with five people that you think can benefit from these teachings. Until next week, walk in truth and healing. May you see the beauty and cause and effect all around you today and every day going forward. May your choices bring about the effect of the life that you desire to create. I'll see you next week and have an amazing week. Bye now.